You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. Welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. My name is Pastor Joel. I am back, which it feels really weird. You may not even have noticed, or you may not even care, but that is perfectly fine. I uh, recently made the move up to Newark, Delaware. I live in Delaware now. That's a, that's a thing. Uh, uh, my wife, Joanna, and our two girls, Lucy and Nora, moved up in the middle of June. I took a pastor position up here as the worship pastor, and it's been wonderful uh, getting to work alongside the people in this church. So I used to be at a church uh, down in Virginia that was a pretty large church with multiple campuses, and now I'm here at a church that is smaller uh, it used to have two services, but, you know, kind of COVID has thrown a wrench in a lot of people's plans about services like that. Um, but here I am. I am up in Delaware. I am the first full-time worship pastor, director person they've ever had. And so that's been really cool. Um, and it's been great. And so here I am up here. I have said, here I am. I feel like someone should just splice that and then put a rock me like a hurricane. Or is it rock you like a hurricane? Well, now I sound stupid, but here I am. I said it again. Ugh. And uh, I'm alone on this episode. It is, uh, it's just me. I am Mr. Lonely, as the great theologian Akon once said. And today, I'm actually, I'm really excited because I'm going to talk about a song that we're going to do this coming Sunday. So as you kind of, you, you may remember in one of the first episodes, I explained where this came from, this Theology Music Podcast. And it started literally in that, that I would just talk about what we're going to be singing this coming Sunday, uh, just to prepare the church and their heart for worship. And um, I'm really happy to get to do that again. And so this week, we're introducing a new song called Jesus at the Center. It's not a new song as in it came out recently, but it's definitely new to this church. Uh, and it's a song that came out in 2012, and it was written by Adam Rainey. Micah Massey and Israel Houghton, or Houghton, or however you say his name. Um, and it was introduced at Lakewood Church, which is Joel Osteen's church, on August 14th, 2012. So eight years, but in, in worship music years, that's like dog years that feels like 30 or 40. Um, but it was introduced back then. And um, here's why I'm doing this song. Multiple reasons uh, I want to unpack. But one of the main reasons, and this is something I'm incredibly passionate about, is right now with everything that's going on culturally and with the climate and how much tension there is racially, and there, there's just this, there's there's so much tension over what do you say, what do you do, if do you say the wrong thing, do you do the right thing? Um, and what I've been very frustrated by in the church is that you see regardless of whether or not you support Black Lives Matter, the organization itself, or, or you know, anything like that. Uh, but you see pastors and people and big leaders in the church saying, we care about diversity, we care about justice, we care about, um, uh, uh, you know, fighting that, we care about that, you know, racism is evil and all that kind of stuff. And then your worship music is, um, is every, everything that's on the radio and the top four or five big, you know, contemporary churches, Hillsong, Bethel Elevation, Passion, right? And those, that, that makes up all of your song repertoire. Um, 
I'm sorry. I just think you're wrong. I, I don't I don't understand how uh, pastors can say that from the pulpit, and then the worship ministry isn't connected to that. Uh, now I'm not saying you just have to go ahead and do all gospel music, but if you say that, um, I'm I'm not black. I'm a white person, but if I was a black congregate and I, I would look at my pastor and say, I know you say you care about that, but here's a great way where we can show that we are diverse and that we we don't just play music. Um, that's popular. We play we play songs that are that are still just as good songs, but they're they're different, right? I think that's that's good shepherding when you do that. Uh, and so that's I'm just been frustrated by that by a lot of churches that do that um, that are joining in this. Hey, racism is evil. You know, all all lives matter, Black lives matter, all those things. I'm not I'm not knocking any of that. I'm not knocking pastors that do that. I just don't understand how you do that and then don't have that translate to your music. Um, and I would love to know why people aren't doing that. And if you're a pastor listening to this, listening to this right now, I would ask you, why, why haven't you made that connection? Um, do you think that connection is necessary? Look, I'm up here at a church in Delaware and our demographic is mostly white. Um, but that's not stopping me from showing the church that we are a multi-ethnic faith. And there are people in our body here at our church that don't look like me. And that's great. And I want to sing a song that unpacks a certain doctrine. And I'm going to do that song that's by someone else. So the song is called Jesus at the Center. And the reason why I'm doing this song is with the cultural climate, uh, we need to remember that Christ is is the ultimate goal and help and aid and focal point, an example of all of the things that we could ever strive for, right? And when Christ is at the center of our lives, of it all, of our churches, as the song prays, essentially, that's, that's when things change, right? When Jesus is at the center, that's when things change. So the first verse is just literally Jesus at the center of it all, Jesus at the center of all, of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. That could sound really simple and you might think, well, that's why, why, why that doesn't sound that big of a deal. Just think about it. It's always been and it's, it will always be Jesus. Jesus is the center, right? Even if we don't have him be the center of our lives or of it all. He is the center of it all. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 say, talk about Christ being the cornerstone. 19 says, there now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And here we go. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a whole holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. What that means, listener, is that Christ is the cornerstone of our faith and must be therefore the cornerstone of our lives. What does that look like practically? Everything flows through him and flows from him. Our devotion, our righteousness, our holiness is to the end of giving Christ, God glory through Christ. And 
we have been made able to do that through his death on the cross. So we are righteousness flowing towards Christ as example and flowing from Christ's sacrifice shown in his death on the cross and then him living in us through the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, as it says, being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Christ has to be the center. And when he's not the center, that's when things go awry. Think about when your identity isn't in Christ, when your identity is in your job or your marriage or your finances or your future. You do things that aren't righteous. You And it doesn't necessarily have to be these egregious sins, right? I'm, I'm actually going to be preaching on uh, Psalm 51 uh, pretty soon. And everyone knows, yeah, what David did was crazy. What, what King David did was insane uh, and so sinful. Yeah, but we're no better than David. Okay, so just because we didn't do the crazy things that David did doesn't mean that when we remove Jesus at the center of it all, we're not just as guilty as David. And so Jesus must remain the center. And that's when prejudice goes away. That's when racism is diminished and dissolved and done away with because Christ has to be the center of your personal life, of the personal life of those who are in office and those who are not. That's when change happens. And so the beauty of the song too is is also in the chorus when it says nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center and everything revolves around you. Man, what would our lives look like if that was the case? What would our lives look like if everything revolved around Jesus? Man, I would be a better spouse. I'd be a better father. I'd be a better employee. Man, I wouldn't live moment to moment, but I would plan through the through the lens of Christ in that everything should be for his glory. Man, I would be free from self-worth and self-importance if Jesus was at the center and everything revolved around him. And so when you get to the bridge of the song, which is really simple and it repeats a lot, and you know, you could say, well, hold on, Joel. I thought you didn't like songs that repeat. Relax. It says, from my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. And it, that repeats. And, you know, I, we've I've gotten flack before about repeating, and I've said, I've given flack about repeating. But there, there is something about the song where it almost feels necessary to repeat that over and over. Because I, over and over, I do the opposite. And it's not just something nice, a nice sound that you're singing and a phrase that you're singing. It's actually a prayer from my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. Man, I pray that every day. Maybe not as much as I, I should or maybe as fervently as I should, but every day... I really do desire Christ to be the, the center of it all. From my from the, my heart to the heavens, man, uh, Christ, please decrease me so you can increase in my life. And what would our churches look like? Man, they would be joy-filled. They would be happy homes for those who are hurting. They would be places of healing of reconciliation. That's what happens when Jesus is at the center. And so look, if you are someone who plans sets and you want your church to be serious about reconciliation, 
about fighting racism, about changing from the inside out. Christ must be at the center. And if you pick sets, don't just pick what's popular. Don't just give your church, and I'm doing air quotes, whatever they need or what they want, right? Don't don't just, oh, they want to hear what's on K-Love or whatever radio station, so we're going to play that. Don't, don't. That's settling. And you can say it's shepherding because you're, it's, make, it's familiar and it's, what the, and it's going to be nice for them to come in. It'll be easy for them to worship. Sure, that's an element of shepherding, but that's not all of shepherding. And, and worship pastors and pastors are called to shepherd their church in everything, with intention, with care, with research. You must work hard to shepherd well on a Sunday morning. And if, if you're not a pastor and you are just an attendee or a congregate or a member, you're a mom or a dad, man, what's been so great about this song, just as I've been listening to it, getting ready for practice uh, this week, it's just been really beneficial to my soul just to sing that, to sing Jesus be the center of it all. I, it's all about you, Lord. It's not about me. I'm not the hero of this story. I'm not the main character. It's you, Christ. So I'm excited to be up here in Delaware. I'm excited to start everything uh, up here to begin this new season. Um, Sorry that uh, we didn't have a a release last week. Uh, Part of that was I was releasing the second album with the worship group I'm a part of called The Grace Collective. You can find that on all the platforms. The album is called Kingdom of Your Son by the Grace Collective. So I didn't really want to really want to clutter up the uh, the Facebook or social media space with also my podcast. Uh, so you can check that out. You can check out Kingdom of Your Son by the Grace Collective. It's uh, songs from Colossians. We wrote all the songs from the book of Colossians, myself and my, uh, my partner, Matt, and uh, I'm really proud of it. We're both really proud of it. Uh, so continue to listen to it, spread it, spread it around to your friends. But um, uh, I'm excited to continue to to work through songs with you all to to just praise Jesus for who he is and what he's doing. So if you ever have any suggestions for songs or any questions or comments, you know where to email them, theologyandmusic at gmail.com. But with that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day and a wonderful Sunday. See you guys later.